Okay, welcome to Campfire Chronicles, episode 30. I'm Robbie. And I'm Brian. I'm Andrew. And today we're going to be talking about our previous trip and some other stuff. So we previously went to Dolly Sods very recently, yep, and yep, yep. there's a new episode. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time this podcast comes out, the episode will most likely be out. It Is should that be. true? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So go watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, it was the grand return to, like, first place we ever went for an official Adventure Archives episode. Um, one of our most favorite places ever, right? Yeah. Dolly yeah. Sods. Yeah, yeah. This and also, it? the first time we ever filmed it in 4K. Oh, right. That's yeah. That's true, yeah. Wow, yeah, because the first episode was just trash tier 720p. Second ep- second time was 1080p. Now we're at 4K. Yeah, so the yeah. next time we go, it has to be 8K or 6K, maybe. <laughs> Actually, we could do 6K. There are 6K cameras. Do 6K, then 8K, then 12K. Ro- Robbie was at Micro Center and he sent a picture. It's like, 4K is amazing, or 8K is amazing. I was like, uh oh, we're getting an 8K camera. <laughs> I was, uh, we upgraded Andrew's computer recently. So I was at Micro Center and while I was waiting for the store pickup, the, there was an 8K TV just sitting there. And they put it at, like right next to the checkout line because you have to look at it while you're waiting. And you're like, mm, I think I should get that. You know, I wonder what would be involved and seeing if they would display our stuff on that i mean it's probably there's probably a lot more hoops like I, the company it probably probably well, really isn't our audience like no no no. no. i mean we got yeah. like nature shots yeah we yeah put a real deal well anyway let's audience. get let's back to the topic so this was our third time there this is your second time there correct and this is your first time in the summer right do you want to elaborate on how you felt seeing it not in freezing cold well so I, I don't mind winter camping. I think it's a lot of fun uh, just because of the sheer difference it is from, you know, not camping in winter. Um, but with it comes a lot of, like, enjoyable things, like no bugs, you know, no, no sweating. Well, minimal sweating if you're dressed properly. Uh, but it that last trip just couldn't, I mean, the, or the winter trip just could not compare to the last trip. The weather was unbelievably perfect like it was the definition of perfect yeah Yeah. yeah. um and for the entire trip too and you know there was just there were plants growing everywhere and you just had this sense of euphoria the minute you stepped onto that trail yeah like you knew that was going to be a good hike and the colors popped too yeah and i think with with the winter trip there's always this little like sense of like anxiety or doubt in the back of your mind just like because something can go wrong and in the winter it's going to suck but in that trip, like you, just, I just felt good the whole time. You know, you just didn't really, until I sank into the mud. Um, <laughs> it's like nothing could go wrong on this trip. But yeah, th- that was by far one of the best trips I've been on, and obviously the best trip to Dolly Sods. Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And you could tell because the how crowded it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it was, it was Labor Day weekend, but the amount of people that were there, that that I it, think, like the the little the street leading up to Bear Rocks Trailhead was. Literally, cart. Like, yeah, it was like over a mile streets. of cars. Yeah. It's like a conundrum because it's like, I want more people to see it, but man, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of crowded. <laughs> I, I feel like we can't take that attitude because I've seen people who comment on like our picture rocks video and they're like, "Well, thanks a lot." Now there's going to be more people here, and it's like that's yeah. really not the attitude you should have about. Yeah, yeah. Thing, well, I mean, so. like the key I think is to make sure people who are going there are being responsible. And like, yeah, and that's I think that's the one, the thing that we and other YouTubers have to do is try to be convey the sense of responsibility that's needed to enjoy yeah. this kind of thing for many years to come. Yeah. yeah. That got deep. What? <laughs> that got deep. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So you guys, it was your third trip there. Yeah. And I'm going to take a guess and say that was your best trip there. 
Yeah, well, actually. Or was the first one still I the think best? the first one was just so mind-blowing. Yeah. It, I, I said it a little bit in the episode, but it's weird how much that place was exactly what I wanted the outdoors to be. Mm-hmm. And to this day, nothing else has really like gotten that exact same yeah. flavor. I think we'd have to go to like Europe or something to get that type of flavor, like going through the castles. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I, the, I do yeah. want to add something, too, that I was thinking of. The, the campsite we stayed at the first night, even though it wasn't like, even though we had trouble finding a campsite, just that field, that was like literally what I wanted in the camping experience for so long. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just wide open camps and like the entire sky just above you and yeah. like views in any direction you can see. It was... We have had sites like that, though, haven't we? I don't think we've had anything just quite like that. Yeah. Especially, like I said, considering how perfect the weather was and everything. It it is funny how that site ended up being a really good campsite. Like, because at first when we, like, even when we found it, I got there and I was like, oh, this is kind of like rough ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, like, we were right on that hill overlooking this view, like, beautiful vista at night and like open sky also some of the best stars we've ever seen like (laughs) it was so funny because on the way in there was this couple that had the best campsite in the entire park yeah you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. and it's so funny how quickly you can get petty like (laughs) we got we saw that campsite i was like man that should have been our campsite as if we deserved it over like the literal hundreds of other people (laughs) well it's it's funny because uh i think at one point on camera i'm like if anyone's gonna like walk through the night searching for a campsite like the the scraps left of a campsite. yeah yeah, yeah. It might as well be us yeah <laughs> um but it was funny because we, we kept talking about like oh man those two better be really enjoying that campsite yeah. like, they, they better be having the time of their life <laughs> if they left early and we we're just like ah oh, let's just go home and left that campsite unattended all night they're just travesty <laughs> pure travesty it was like right on the top of a hill like nice beautiful grassy soft ground overlooking yeah. some views yeah but, man that was yeah. so nice so one question i have for you guys is what led up to the decision of going to Dolly Sods again? Like, was there some sort of train It was of literally just Thomas said, we could always go to Dolly Sods. I think we were trying to go somewhere else, but weather... Right, the weather... time was... We actually... That driving was, distance. The original plan was to go to Ozarks. Right. And that's like an 11-hour drive. Yeah, yeah. Either coming from Texas or from Ohio. Yeah. And also, there was the, the hurricane. <laughs> oh, like the week oh, right yeah, before it. Yeah, that, yeah. No, that might have been the big thing. Yeah. Is that you said there were, the hurricane was coming in. Yeah. And, um, um, well, I, I feel like back during the Land Between the Lakes trip, we were originally thinking of Dolly Sods if Thomas could go with us, but he ended up not being able to go on that one. Oh. Okay. Or at least we were talking about it. But mm. and, Well, I mean, it also worked out because uh, Thomas ended up driving up to visit his parents, I guess, for a few weeks. Mm. So. He was in town, and it just made sense to go to somewhere within driving distance, so to speak, from uh, from where we were. So yeah, and Thomas hadn't been to Dolly Sod, so I guess we kind of ended up with that. Well, here's a question: Do you guys think that after the pandemic is over, this is kind of going back to what we were just talking about? But do you think after the pandemic is over, people will be going outdoors as much oh, as they are now? Because I feel like that it has contributed to the, at least that specific trip. There being so many people there i mean for yeah, one it was labor day weekend I don't know. but for two people don't have anything to do that they would normally be doing right it's hard to say um yeah because I, I feel like once someone gets into the outdoors they stay into it yeah but then there'll be other things they can do too so they might not be doing as much yeah it could be that 
I mean, this could just be kind of like, you know, like the gateway drug into like backpacking. Mm, yeah. Some people, like if you take, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that all, you know, go on a day hike and then 5% of them realize they like backpacking, then that's, you know, that's a decent amount of increase, mm. I guess. So. What'd you guys think of the new trails that we did? Oh, they were they great. Were great. Yeah. yeah that, <clears throat> so we did that outside trail with all the rocks and stuff. I had seen a Joe Robinette video a long time ago oh. of him doing dolly sods and going through rocks. And I remember thinking, I was like, oh my God, that was there. And we never knew it. It's so cool how that, the place is almost like a, its own little Yosemite, so to speak, so mm-hmm. to speak. Like it's got its own little valley because the edge trails on the outside are all on the top of those ridge. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. It like kind of depresses into the center, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah the, the Rocky Ridge, I feel like, was one of the... That, I was like... Because I had actually been there, not for an Adventure Archives trip, but a while back. Um, and I remember just being like amazed at all these weird rock formations. So I was like really pushing to do that one. I think I think that is was one of my favorite parts of the trip. But also like the area on the last day, right before we got back to the trail we were used to, where we stopped at that creek and like filled up on water. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like that was such a good moment too, because the weather was just like perfect. We were eating those like fruit leathers. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah Thomas's fruit well, leathers. One thing that uh, it doesn't necessarily have to do with dolly sods, so to speak, but um, because well, let me let me just say. So when we were hiking in the winter video, that last hike up through the fields to that parking lot area, I remember in the winter episode, I was like so worn out and I just wanted that trip to end. Mm. And then this time, uh, I just was like, man, this trip has been great. Like I, I wasn't tired. I wasn't, I mean, I was tired, but I wasn't like mentally exhausted. I didn't want to like, just be like, I just want to go home. Um, and I think, and, and the only reason I attribute this with Dolly Sods is because I've, it was literally the exact same path. So I can like relate to how I felt on the exact yeah, same yeah, location. Yeah. Um, but I just think it, um, it points to like over the years, like how we've acclimated so much to just the activity of backpacking mm-hmm. in general. I don't know about you guys, but I definitely noticed, or I, I, one of the strongest memories I have actually from all of our earlier hikes is that the last day was really tough on me, really miserable. And I would like literally just be dragging myself to get to the end of that. And the, the thoughts in my head were just like, just this trip's almost done. Yeah, yeah. And now okay. like the more recent trips, you know, like I have more energy and I just, I, I don't like stay on that thought of like, I want this trip to be over so I can you yeah. know, rest. Mm-hmm. That is kind of interesting. Like I feel like our endurance has definitely gotten a lot better. Yeah. Like by the end of a trip, I'm not so worn out that I just never want to walk again. Yeah. You know, I wonder if this has something to do with just the efficiency we've had gotten with filming like you guys are a lot faster with shots you're a lot more decisive yeah so rather than getting like you know five shots in like the in like a span of like 10 minutes we only have to get you know two or three shots yeah maybe maybe. yeah our technique has definitely like improved in a lot of ways and like i feel like it is a little more effortless sometimes to get good shots but also like we've come up with strategies where we can get more dramatic shots without having to like walk as much so like with the telephoto shot yeah yeah like we can just spread out and then yeah stay close to the camera yeah well actually dolly sods is a funny thing because there is a compilation in dolly sods of us literally running back to get the camera as if running back to get the camera is sustainable (laughs) like now we're just like no no no. you walk to get the camera like you don't put your pack down yeah it's far away just put your pack down and walk and get it yeah 
part of that was also just fueled by the excitement of the first yeah game. no i mean i think that's what once we've we've done it so many times we have a better idea of like yeah, is yeah. this actually worth the effort to do this crazy shot mm -hmm. but at the beginning we were just like let's just do everything and mm -hmm. then as we've gone on be like well we don't need to do that exactly you know so that so, i was gonna say that is always a really good sign of a or a sign of a really good trip is like when you are like oh man i want to stay out one more night yeah i felt that this trip but also grayson highlands and like minister creek i think oh yeah yeah, yeah. Just perfect weather and great campsites. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. so we also had a dog. So we, we had a question in the chat that's, or not a question, but a comment that said, it was fun seeing Sierra along on the trip. Yeah. I was amazed at how easy it is to hike with the dog. I, feel I, mean, like I didn't have to take especially. care of her at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Thomas definitely displayed a lot more uh, anxiousness in terms of just how Sierra was doing during the yeah, hike, yeah. which is natural <laughs> because he's her owner. So. Mm -hmm. As as you said, not having to think about that or worry about that probably kind of changes our image of how easy it is yeah, to hike yeah, with a yeah. dog. But I mean, clearly dogs just have a natural tendency to, you know, follow the trail um, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Because okay, so my parents have suggested that I bring Ellie, my cat, hiking. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you clearly don't know what it's like to <laughs> own a cat or even try and bring it outside on a leash or something. Because that is not practical there unless are your some, cat is very well trained. Yeah, there's some cats that'll do it. Yeah. But. Oh yeah, there's some cats, but those cats are like, they're they're outliers. <laughs> you you would need like one of those baby carrying things on your backpack. Yeah. I was talking about like I'd in. need like a specific backpack just to keep her in the hiking the whole time because there's no way I'd be able to control her on which where she goes. She'll literally just probably sit down in the trail and I wouldn't be able to do anything. <laughs> and then like at night, well, I I wouldn't be able to leave her just like roaming around in the tent because she'll just. You'd have to put out. like yeah. special <laughs> shoes on her or something. Well, they also—I think they make like little rubber things. Yeah, I mean that's clothes. probably another thing. Yes, because yeah. I'm sure her like paws wouldn't be like durable little like rubber a dog's. cat booties. <laughs> oh. I know um, they do that for dogs too, for like the the rougher mm. trails. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was surprised at how easy it was to film with the dog too. Like, yeah, it didn't take oh, a yeah. whole lot of time to get it to yeah. go and. And to be honest, like just getting shots of the dog is like it's just pleasure, like enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, it adds so much. <laughs> well, it's funny because I've never been a dog owner, so I didn't realize that dogs could just walk for miles, which sounds really <laughs> stupid when you say it out loud. But for whatever reason, when I saw Sierra, I was like, she got like all that long fur. She's like, she sleeps all the time. Is she going to be able to walk the whole distance? And she, I'm sure, could have easily outwalked us like tenfold. But mm -hmm. yeah, she did great. Yeah, she was going even faster than Thomas, apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, because she was kind of pulling him along. Which, if you think about it, that she had to have been, like, at a jogging pace with her with her height and legs and stuff, you know, for a dog. Mm. I guess, yeah. Right? I don't know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not a dog owner, so we don't know. <laughs> cool, okay. Uh, what was the second topic? The kukri. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, so, yeah, Andrew oh, got well, a new... Oh, well, I, I did have a question, actually, another okay. question. So Dolly Sods was our first together trip since the pandemic started. Uh, did you guys find that it affected the the uh, um, experience at all in any way, or did did it did you feel like the experience was different mm -hmm. in some way? At least, well, between us, or even with like interacting with other people, like mm -hmm. how did you feel during the hike when that? Uh, well, as 
the main thing is that I was super excited to do it again. Yeah. It was so much fun to actually be with other people. Oh, and I guess we should preface this by saying that before we actually got together, we all actually Mm-mm. quarantined ourselves for like at least a week and a yeah, half. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just to just to try and be as safe as possible. Almost a full two weeks. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but no, it was so... What's the word? Like when something's been building up for a long time and then finally it releases... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we can say that. <laughs> well, um, whatever it was, that's what it felt like. Satisfying? It was just relieving. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, my phone's got an alarm. <laughs> um, it was very relieving to finally be able to hike with other people. You're like, not. what's the word for relief? <laughs> oh yes, relieving. <laughs> uh, but as far as interacting with other people, it, I mean, in outdoors you generally have a lot of time. The only time it was uncomfortable was one time we were waiting on the trail for another group. We were at an intersection, and there was a big group in front of yeah. us. So we were waiting for them to get out of the way. And this, these, this couple came over from the other direction. They were, we were going this way. They were coming this way. Yeah. Just, we were heading towards each other. But in between us was this other group. And the couple, they didn't wait for the group to get out of the way. And they and started... They, and they didn't make an effort to try and like ask people to get out of the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just started like walking around. And then they came by us. And they literally said to us, get out of the way. Like, <laughs> or what did they say? They, they were like, we're trying to maintain a social distance. That, well, that's what the wife yeah. said. But the husband. I didn't hear what the husband the said. The husband, then. I think he just said, get out of the way. Or can you guys. Oh, he said, can you guys get out of the way? Like in a very derisive yeah. tone. And I was like, but, dude, we're waiting for them. Yeah. And <laughs> also you have to understand that he said that as he was like walking past us. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, it, wasn't, yeah, they, yeah. it wasn't they stopped and were like, can you guys get out of the way? Could you, you know, <laughs> we're trying to be safe or whatever. They yeah, just yeah. literally pushed through us and like like chided us for, for doing yeah. that. And we were trying to stand as far to the edge as on the side of the trail yeah. as possible. And like Robbie said, we weren't with that group. We were just trying to um, yeah, wait for them to get out of the way. But it just seemed so, we were just like so taken aback. Yeah, that was the only unpleasant aspect yeah. of it, it really. It's funny because I was like, <laughs> back on the trail filming a tree or something. And then I, I feel like they did give me a weird look, but I didn't really think about it. I was like, I probably just imagined it. Yeah. But then yeah. you guys asked if they like said anything. I was like, you know, yeah. no. Yeah. I don't, and I don't want to be like too negative about people towards this whole pandemic situation because everyone's yeah, everybody's having it rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like, you and don't like, own the trail, you know, like, and, and everyone's dealing with the same situation. So everybody yeah. needs to like have some sort of amount of courtesy towards everyone else. Like I get it in the sense that like, we should be safe and, and stay distant, but it's just weird to do that as you're like, <laughs> well, <laughs> walking I, right I, my only thought process was that they came to this junction and they saw like 10 yeah, people yeah, yeah. standing there. They were, they that was kind of taking up the whole, but even then yeah. it's just like, just ask people to get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They probably thought we were all part of the same group. Yeah. So they're like, why is there like 20 people here in this intersection? Not yeah, getting out yeah. of the way, not realizing that some people were waiting for other people. Yeah. So, cause I remember walking up and seeing all these people. I was like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. On the, the opposite end, what was your guys's favorite parts of the trip? Um, man, it was all really good. Honestly, I think, um, probably, I, I feel like the morning of the, the first campsite, wake, waking up to that was really nice. Hmm. Um, oh yeah, that was great. Cause, cause we had gotten there when it was dark and we couldn't really see what was going on, but just waking up and seeing like the blue skies and yeah. you know, the sun was kind of coming over the, the horizon and everything. That was a really great way to wake up. That is a good part. Yeah. 
What about you guys? I'm still thinking. Um, <laughs> I think that is up there, actually, the yeah. morning. I think also getting to that second campsite was really nice. I was going to say that, but then you guys would be like, oh, yeah, of course he's excited about getting <laughs> to a campsite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, that was a good, also a good one because that was a great campsite, too. I, I don't think I have anything in particular, but, man, it, it was a really good trip. It was yeah. fantastic. Like, you, we couldn't have asked for a better one after such a long hiatus. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. It was like Greedo was rewarding us yeah. <laughs> with our patience. <laughs> yeah, we got to think of a new place to go or an, another place to go for next time. Well, like I, I said, I'm, I'm totally down um, when the weather's good, like warm again, to go to North Manitou again. I think that oh, place deserves a second visit. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And we definitely hiked the whole the whole thing <clears> this time. Dolly Sods, I was going to say one more thing about it, is that I'm willing to go back there ad infinitum like yeah. just yeah, yeah, yeah. every like 20 episodes yeah. we can go back and i mean we haven't even done all the trails yet i'd love to eventually do all the trails i'd there. like to go yeah. back and do grayson again oh, oh yeah, grayson yeah. Yeah. yeah west virginia like Not i don't mama wait isn't huh? isn't grayson highlands in virginia though? oh maybe yeah but but that area <laughs> that region like i don't think it's disappointed me yet yeah. everything is amazing there Anyways, yeah. so now we're going to talk about the Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so recently I had another, like, burst of knife lust, which, so, like, <laughs> it, this was back in my last year of college when I first, like, I was really getting into bushcraft stuff. This was even before Adventure Archives. Um, Keep talking, I, I'm going to type a question. Yeah, I, I remember, like, looking up all these different knives on uh, YouTube and on Amazon and stuff and shopping for them, and I eventually got like a mora knife and then later got a condor knife but i hadn't felt that sort of knife lust in so long because like can i adjust this without yeah, making yeah. too much noise no it'll be fine but, but yeah i hadn't felt that sort of knife lust in a while just because like once you have two or three knives it's like you have more than enough i i, I know i was never going to become one of those people that have like 50 knives like hanging up on a wall or something yeah yeah <laughs> but for some reason recently i was like thinking about the knife kukri lust. <laughs> And the the reason I think this knife in particular is because, like, I've also gotten into martial arts recently. And this is also, like, a combat knife. Mm -hmm. So it's it's one that a lot of bushcrafting people use to, like, chop wood and, like, yeah, mostly chop wood. But <laughs> but it's also a killing knife. <laughs> but I was, like, the, the idea of having a tool that combines both of my life. Not that I would ever actually use a knife on someone, but it's, like, the knowledge, like, if you get to a point where you know how to use it, that's kind of like satisfying, you know, mm -hmm. to know that you could if you had to. Okay, yeah. so maybe you can answer this for me now. What's that little notch down at the bottom? For? Yeah, so this notch, oh, I've, like there's a cutting rope or something. No, there's a lot of different theories um, from what I've heard. I haven't like researched it too hard, but like some people say it's like a traditional religious thing, like uh. for like Hinduism. Some people <laughs> that's say, the <laughs> some people it's, say it's so that like the blood will drain from that point when you like stab somebody. <laughs> Oh. But I think the most convincing thing I've heard is it's just like a spot. I mean, there's probably a traditional thing, but it's it's a spot where you can start sharpening the blade. So the, on, on every knife, there's something called a choil, which is like where the edge of the blade stops. Because um, now you have like something here for the stone to, to be up against. Because if it ran all the way down to the handle, it'd be harder to sharpen. How about, well, I guess you haven't sharpened that knife because I've got your, your sharp, your wet stones, but... Mm -hmm. um, how do you think it would be sharpening like a blade that's curved so awkwardly? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'd have to... So I have two stones. One is like flatter and one is a little more worn in. And I'd have to use the worn in one, I think, and just like mm. experiment with that. Um, but I feel like it would be kind of like sharpening an, an axe blade. 
I mean, it's very axe-like. It's very heavy towards the front, mm-hmm. so you can really chop with it. But also, the handle has like this ring here. So the hand, the handle has this. Like, yeah, I, I've heard the reason for that is because when you're like stabbing someone, <laughs> not that I would ever do that again, <laughs> but it's so that like there's some sort of a grip for your because you don't want to stab and then have your, your hands the resistance. Slide up. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that'd be horrible. That's why most knives have like the a, a guard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, two questions come to mind. First one is what what is the shape of that for, and is the shape define what a kukri is? Yeah, I, I think the shape is like the biggest factor, like the forward-facing or leaning blade or whatever. I think I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think it's like that just so there is more like chopping power. Okay. I th- yeah, here's my theory, at least based on what I'm, you know, my initial analysis is that the slight curve, forward curved of it, lets you strike whatever you're trying to strike a little earlier. Yeah, and so like lessens the risk of you like. So if you think of it like you're you're hitting something right down here, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't like impact your hand when you're sh- ch- trying to like chop, I guess. Mm-hmm. Whereas like with a knife, you're doing like this, and it's a little more of an awkward, um, like like you have to like kind of angle it so that you're hitting it like this, right? So yeah. your hand is like this way. I don't know if you can see this on the camera, but no, I see what you mean. Like yeah. if it was just straight, you'd have it'd have to be a longer blade or something, yeah. probably. So it's more of like a natural chopping motion mm-hmm. where your hand and the uh, knife blade end up horizontal. So, which is why people use this a lot for like chopping wood and stuff or splitting wood. Um, and like, so as far as combat knives go, if like this side of the blade was the sharp one, that's usually for like when you're like slashing and stuff. So mm. blades that are curved back like a katana or a scimitar. Um, but as for like actual bushcraft uses, yeah, people use it for wood and then you can kind of use this part of the blade for like finer work. But the traditionally the knives also come with these two smaller knives and so one <laughs> is sharpened for the price of one <laughs> one is sharpened to actually do like whittling and stuff like finer work and then one is just blunt but it's kind of like a butcher steel so you can like hone the edge in the field oh. but okay so that leads me to my second question is perfect what is the difference between honing and sharpening i heard about honing oh, for the first time i can actually time. answer this yeah. if you and want and do you hone okay. uh, yeah you go ahead uh, okay so <laughs> Uh, (laughs) so sharpening is the act of actually like you reduce the material along the blade and actually sharpen it honing is when the point of the of the blade like starts to become dull because it's not like it's like if this is the blade like after hitting things it kind of like bends one way or bends the other way it curves right the color like you hone it by to straighten and straighten those parts out um kind of like just re re Mm -hmm. realigning the edge yeah do you hone your blades? Because I don't feel like I've ever seen you do that. But isn't that something you could do like any time? Like that's yeah, what they do yeah. at Chipotle, right? They're like, yeah. I don't really take care of my knives. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember when you used to? I use think everybody belt knows. Yeah, belt. is that honing it or so is that I, something else? I, I can't remember. I feel like that's a mix. So that's called a strop when you use like a leather thing. But that's to get it a really fine edge. So it's probably doing both. Um, I have seen Ray Mears where after he'll sharpen it, he'll hone it on like like a window, like a car window edge. Hmm. Um, yeah, I've heard about that. Like you can, you can as, as long as it's like a, a rough edge, like a s- semi-rough edge, like you can use like the bottom of a cup that's kind of like mm-hmm. rough, oh. not finished. Because that's ceramic, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this is kind of dull right now. I need to, I did like a paper test and it didn't do anything, so I need to sharpen that. Oh. <laughs> um, that's how it came to you? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. 
It also, it actually came like covered in grease, which I had to wash off. But I think that was just because when they ship it, they want to make sure it doesn't like rust or anything. Because this is carbon steel, mm. which all my knives are, which means they yeah. can stain. Well, that's the difference between carbon and stainless. Yeah, and and the reason people prefer carbon is, as far as my understanding goes, it's like easier to sharpen and maintain and stuff. Uh. Even though like, yeah. Hmm. Cool. Okay, <laughs> so I'm soliciting questions and we can answer those later in the thing. Should we also call Thomas? Yeah, let's see, see if we can he's, get him into. <clears throat> you should talk about the Aaron Jones thing if you want. Oh, oh sure. Yeah. yeah, so um, I think a week ago at this point, um, my dad, well, or Aaron Jones, I should say, who's a uh, longtime viewer and a live stream all-star, um, <clears throat> actually met my dad, but completely by coincidence. Um, and the story, as far as I know it, how it goes, was just basically my dad was in his the usual park he goes to, you know, for hours a day and <laughs> photographing mushrooms because Andrew got him into that. He's like obsessed with mushrooms and more obsessed than I am. Like, yeah. And Aaron Jones just happened to be up there. I guess he happened to be up there because he wanted to go to the REI there um, and just went to the park, was walking and then just started talking to my dad about the mushroom and I guess, I think, I think he brought up Adventure Archives and I don't really, for some reason, my dad didn't tell me what happened after that, but I don't know. Cause I don't know if like, if my dad was just like, oh yeah, I'm their dad. <laughs> well, I thought, I thought he brought up Red River Gorge and then my dad. Oh yeah. Something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. <clears throat> and I guess maybe my dad suggested it, but, but, but anyways, basically it just so happened that just complete coincidence. They happened to be in the same spot at the same time and actually just talked to each other and Adventure Archives came up. Cause he didn't even know he was our dad. Yeah, like, no, like, he he doesn't. He doesn't even he live in Columbus. Know. Yeah, yeah, he was just in town. So weird. Yeah. It's funny how there are connections like that. Like, like with this channel, I feel like there's always these interactions happening at some surprising moments. Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember when um, we went whitewater rafting after the Whitney trip. We were in a bar with like the people who were part of the company and like just talking things over. And as soon as we walked out, there were just some people like at a table, and they're like, "Oh, Adventure Archives." It was like, how could that have happened at a more opportune time? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. And then the company, the Whitewater Company, is like, mm, we've invested in a good group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember one of those, like, how much did you pay them? <laughs> okay. Uh, here we go. <clears throat> so how is this going to work? Is he just directly fed into the audio? He should be. Well, maybe while we're waiting on that, we can talk about this project we've been working on. Go for it. Okay, so for the past couple of days, we've been working on a new intro for the episode, and I think we had like a lot of crazy ideas, and it it eventually became something that's a little more similar to the current intro, but much more refined, Um, but it is looking really cool right now, I think. We're still, and we're still like, I would say maybe three quarters of the way there. Yeah, Um, probably. We'll probably reach, we'll probably very soon reach this point where... Like it's really fleshed out, but then we'll go through and you know see if there's other things we want to add. Um, but we've got like more or less the entire basis of the thing done. Yeah, and and a lot of it is like using that effect where like you film someone and then you project an image inside of them. Uh, In which photography, is, they call it um, what double? Oh yeah, double exposure. Yeah, something yeah. Like that. Which is so cool. Um, 
and it, it like looks so impressive every time I see it. It makes me want to like make intros for other things. <laughs> but um, we were laughing our butts off last night because Thomas had filmed some footage last night, and it, like he just did not have proper lighting, um, and like wasn't able to get the lighting right in his house at that time. And so we tried putting it in, and it just like looked so bad. <laughs> and like like there's the one part where we're walking or whatever, and then. Thomas was just like all jittery and like, <laughs> and then like uh, the ending part, it's like us three. And then like, they look really great. And we're like, wow, that looks awesome. And then it gets to Thomas's and it's like, it looks like we just like ran out of budget or something. <laughs> <laughs> Should save like that version and like yeah. release it as a Patreon yeah. bonus. Yeah, we <laughs> oh yeah. We should do that before we fix it. Yeah. yeah. It'll be hard to get back to it. Oh. Okay. So Thomas, can you hear me and can you hear everybody else? I can hear everyone. Is there anything I need to do on my end? Am I, are we on air? Uh, yeah, we're on air. <laughs> I'm just feeding you right into my microphone because I couldn't get the other thing to work. Do you want me to uh, record separate audio here? Oh, man, hold on. I froze everything. Uh-oh. Oh, one second. Like the live stream froze? Um, I froze the video. Was that still going, though? Yeah, that's still going. Okay. Uh, hold on. <clears throat> oh, the audio is still working. Okay. Well, that's okay. Good. So actually the funny thing is, uh, back to the knives. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I started looking at knives in the first place was cause I was going to get Marisa a knife for like going outdoors and stuff. <laughs> and I hadn't bought that yet. I still haven't bought it. <laughs> you know what? Like that makes me think of, that's like, um, <laughs> like you're so into something and nobody else is. So you just start giving them people <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. things you're into and hoping they'll get into it. And they'll be like, thanks. Okay. Hoping they'll either get into it or that they'll like not want the gift and be like, here, you can have it. <laughs> it's like that Calvin and Hobbes where he gets tuna. Calvin tuna. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey, we got it. We got it. We're back in. All right, Tom, you still there? I'm still here. Okay, sweet. I, I was <laughs> zoning out. I have no idea where we're at. Oh, uh, no, no, no. You're you good. You're good. You're good. Okay. Okay. So how are you, Thomas? <laughs> I'm doing well. I just, uh, I'm, I'm coming up on, uh, finishing my new battle station here. So excited to share that when it's, battle when it's station. All right. when the battle station is fully operational. Your VR battle station for Star Wars? Mm. No, just my, uh, just my home office, uh, computer setup. Mm, sweet. Sweet. How's the weather? Yeah, it's hot. <laughs> it's 97 degrees. Uh, very hazy outside. Pretty gross. <laughs> Oh, so, you know, we just... So, oh, go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, circling back around to the Dolly Sods topic, if that's cool with you, Rob. That's probably what okay. I was going to say. <laughs> uh, we, we were talking about our experience hiking with Sierra, um, and we just wanted to, to hear your perspective of it, of how your oh, experience yeah. was hiking with Sierra for the first time. Because we were like, oh, that was a breeze, but we also weren't doing anything to take care of her. For, are you asking me that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, you know, she's she's still a puppy. I'll give her that. Um, and she does pull on the leash more than I want her to. You know, I got a, I got a, uh, a pinch collar that I use for our everyday hikes, but I didn't really want to use that on the, on the backpacking trip because I feel like she would be stressed out a little bit too much. Um, you know, there are a couple things. One, um, with Sierra, I felt like I couldn't contribute as much to the filming as I as. Uh, or I can't set up or I can't go back and pick up a camera when she's attached to me Two, uh, you know, I just had to be a little bit more mindful of the terrain. You know, I feel like I, we can all pretty much hike anything, whether it's mud or 
or rocks or anything. But when you have a puppy there, you know, if the mud is waist high for humans, then, you know, that can be very dangerous for dogs. And if the ground is very sharp, then you got to make sure you're, you're taking her on grass so she doesn't cut her paws. So, you know, I just felt like I was a little bit more, I, I gave her 60% of my attention, whereas before I give the filming maybe 40% of my attention. Um, <laughs> so, so the same amount of attention, <laughs> if my math is correct. I, know, so I, I, gave, I gave filming uh, 2% of my attention. <laughs> Dang, I was just about to ask you something. It totally slipped my mind. Uh, paws, mind. shoes, dog shoes? Okay. I don't know. Uh, I, I do have something to add on to that. Uh, a question to add on to that, um, which is how much like, I guess, research or, or, or mm, like yeah, yeah. reading did you do on hiking with a dog, you know, regarding, you know, gear and taking care of her and stuff like that. How much of that did you do before the hike? Because REI must be making you know, a killing on that one pack. <laughs> right. I, I, I wouldn't say I, I was exhaustive of that. I, I certainly read, read through a few blogs and watched a few YouTube videos and just kind of did some common sense based on conversations I've had. So, you know, I just, when you're, when you're hiking with your dog and you know your dog pretty well, you, you know how your dog is doing. Like mm-hmm. she was, I could tell she was having a blast even when I was freaking out. Uh, there were a few times where she stressed out, she got stressed out a little bit. And so, you know, I tend to mirror my dog and I think vice versa. So, you know, certainly on that last, uh, the last, uh, the last few hours of that first day, I feel like she was having a blast, but I was getting stressed out because she was getting so muddy and she was, she had cut her paw and everything and I was freaking out, but she was like, Oh, I don't care. I'm just happy to be going on a walk. <laughs> do they make shoes for dogs? I mean, they almost certainly do, yeah. but are you, do you think they you're going to invest in some, you know, if I think if we were to do mountain hiking, like we did in the Sierras, but oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, where, where, where there are, uh, where there are, very sharp rocks yeah, or yeah. if we were to do a lot of stream crossings or something like that i would probably buy her some booties just because i you know, she, she would run the risk of cutting her paw well i feel like the rocks were i don't know what do you think about the rocks on this like the rocky ridge trail and stuff because i felt like those got yeah, rough sometimes know, they weren't loose they were they were boulders so i i feel like that could be you could take it or leave it with the booties there mm. i'm thinking more like and you guys might, yeah, you think about the top of Whitney and how like loose and sharp those, those yeah, gravelly yeah, yeah. rocks were, you know, those, those are what I'm more concerned about because, you know, with boots, the boots that we have, you know, it, it you got a good solid, like three quarters of an inch between you and the ground. But with her, it's, oh, if there's like a, you know, a, just a razor sharp rock sticking out somewhere. That could be that could be it for her in the hiking. Wait a minute, can a dog go up a mountain? A dog could easily go up Mount Whitney, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> we were talking about this earlier, but I just severely underestimate what dogs can do for some reason. I feel like dogs can do more than humans almost. Yeah, I'm sure they can. Just for whatever reason, I, I see a golden retriever. It's got long hair and it's so beautiful looking. It doesn't look like it should be able to. You know, move. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's probably different if you got like a pug or something. <laughs> oh I, I, yeah, yeah. I think about like you know huskies. Huskies are are mush animals. They mush. they they bring sleds <laughs> through northern Michigan. And think of the Bernese mountain dogs. You know, the ones in the Alps. Those are that, huge. That yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Medical supplies. Like that one dog we saw on the yeah, trail. Sierra's not yeah, that. Yeah. It was like when she's, I came up for no a pug race. either. It's funny because uh, 
obviously your dog is really well trained, but we kept joking that like we would not want to be your dog. <laughs> and, but apparently your dad had a similar sentiment or something. Yeah, yeah, no, he's like, will you stop nagging the dog? <laughs> your dog had a. Uh, some thoughts on your beagle too. <laughs> I won't get into here. But. So I remember what I was going to say earlier. It's not so much a question, but a comment. We already got some comments saying that the dog was way better than you guys in the episode. And I was thinking about that when we, while we were editing it, I was like, dude, this dog is like, who won't like the dog more than everything else in this episode? Mm-hmm. Like every time we bring the dog, it's just like guaranteed good times to watch the dog you know mm. the I'm funny thing is some of the comments now uh, well the funny thing is is like during the, the hike i didn't see the dog that much at all yeah, yeah so like yeah. i was i it, it didn't really like cross my mind the fact that you know there was a dog in the, in the <laughs> during the trip <laughs> it, she did kind of just become like kind of meld into the background yeah, you know yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we would usually i guess thomas would just kind of like let her roam around when we were camping so well, Thomas, did you have any other thoughts about Dolly Sods? It's beautiful. It was his first time uh, there, yeah. I thought, well, you know, I haven't found as good of weather ever since that that hike. It's, <laughs> you know, we lucked out there. I uh, Sierra loved it. I'll just say that. I think after that trip, she and I kind of bonded a little closer. She still won't sleep in my bed, though. She sleeps under your bed, right? Yeah, yeah. You want her to sleep in your bed? <laughs> yeah. So, how did that start? She sleeping on your bed? Did she do that from day one? No, no, she does uh, underneath my bed or on top of my underneath. Bed? Uh, well, you know, day one she was in a crate, and so you you got to crate train the dog first, mm-hmm. and then once she was pretty well crate trained, I was like, okay, maybe it's time to get rid of the crate. But I feel like she loved being able to go in tight spaces and just mm. feel really secure there. Yeah, she's a very ner- she's just a very nervous dog in general, so. Um, for her, it's like her little cave. So mm. now, you know, she's underneath the bed right now. That's where she always is. Her little dog cave. Trust me, it's not it's yeah. not as worth it as you think it is to have a dog or a pet sleep in your bed. Especially <laughs> a big one, I feel like. Yeah, especially probably one as big as. Wait, Sierra. does your cat sleep in your bed? My cat sleeps in my bed, and every night she'll she'll crawl like i'll sleep i'll be sleeping like this right and then she'll just find the spot right between my knees and lay down there and so then in the middle of the night if i want to roll over i have to i have to like ooh, that's loud i have to like navigate my foot under the bed and then roll over it's funny how animals like tight spaces like you've sent me videos where the the washing or the What's, what are those? The called? washing machine door. Or washing, di- dishwasher door. Yeah, dishwasher. That's uh, it'll be like down this way. Every time I go into the kitchen, she'll come in and then she'll just sit underneath the dishwasher door <laughs> while I'm doing dishes. And then I'll lift it up and she'll just be like, Don't be done with them dishes. <laughs> hey, where's my food? <laughs> okay, so I think we're actually approaching an hour. Why don't we address the questions that we. Okay, yeah, sounds yeah. good. We will start with. <clears throat> <laughs> Shiba Inus are the best dog, by the way. <laughs> I saw someone a few days ago while I was walking, and I had a dog that was like that big. Really? It's literally that big, yeah, walking <laughs> around. <laughs> okay, well, the first one we can knock out real quick. What was the name of the muddy trail in Do- Dolly Sods? I'd like to avoid it. Dobbin Grade. Yeah, it's called okay. Dobbin Grade, and it's between the, I believe, Red Creek Trail and. <clears throat> yeah, what is that? If if you want to, if you need between to the Red Creek and Beaver Dam Trail, mm. yeah, 
And if you want, if you need to hike that direction, but want to avoid it, you can try that one path that we went on originally and then turned back around. Yeah, we yeah. think that may have basically circumvented the well, majority of that. Didn't we see the where it connected again? Well, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. only theorized that's where it connected. Yeah. The, we ran into two people who didn't know where they were, and we believe that's where they came. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. After watching the previous videos, I was wondering if there was any temptation to strip down to jump in the river this time around. And then a follow-up question <laughs> from someone else, actually. Or were there too many people, LOL? Mm. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Actually, that Stripping all the way down, there was way too many people. Yeah, we didn't yeah. want to uh, blind anybody. Yeah, they need <laughs> Plus, I'm sure the see. editing f- for that is a lot more yeah. tedious when you have to do Andrew, that. Andrew, we've talked about this before, but Andrew literally sp- stayed up all night <laughs> tracking those stupid little heads that we put over our genitals. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. He did like so much detail on the tracking, probably more than he needed to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Probably uh, would have been easier if you didn't use like tiny graphics, but maybe something a little bit bigger. Something a little bigger, yeah. <laughs> um, so do you guys have a goal in mind as to the number of episodes you want to release per year, or is it something you guys don't really worry about? Um, we've never discussed this, but I have a thought. We've always had intentions of trying to release a certain number of episodes a year, but it's just planning. It's tough. Um, scheduling's tough. Obviously, this year is an exception too. With, yeah. Um, That's and then there's just like weather, right? You can, if you if we plan a trip and the weather's just absolutely horrendous, then all those plans are lost. We have to shelve it for another time. Try find another location or something. Um, and you know, just life gets in the way. Uh, so it's really difficult to really stay on a steady schedule. I would say that one episode every one and a half months is the fastest we can realistically do it. Yeah. Not just planning, but also editing and mm-hmm. also not getting burned out. Mm-hmm. Not even just from editing burnout, but just from trip burnout. Right, yeah, right. If we were doing it that often. But there have been times where we did one and a half months like pretty consistently for a while. But trying to do one every month is not possible we can that's why recently we've been doing the sorry go ahead i was just gonna say it would only be possible if we had people literally dedicated to editing the film and someone and like someone like planning trips for us and all we had to do was go on the trip and film it yeah 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 i think it's time to hire an intern (laughs) this is our uh this is us announcing the uh uh Adventure Archives internship, internship. where the pay is zero and uh, you get real world experience. <laughs> Just to be clear, Thomas is joking. We're not hiring an intern. <laughs> <laughs> well, so one thought I had, though, was like when we do bigger trips, we could plan them out so that we get two episodes out of them. So like yeah. we had talked about doing Iceland for a while. Uh, but like what we could do is go there, have a backpacking trip there, but also film all the rest of it as its own episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of the road. I trips. think that's just smart too. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, one thing we were doing during the pandemic was also doing solo videos and we actually got on a really good clip of one video every week. It wasn't a hiking video every week, right. but supplementing main episodes with solo videos is where I'd like to, like, I feel like that's a realistic way to actually mm-hmm. get more videos than just the main episodes yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and more Absolutely. consistent release schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, have you, have there been any trails you've decided not to do because it seemed like it was frequented by sketchy folks? Example, Mm. trail report says a hunting or fishing camp has been set up. Uh, we've never, I don't think we've ever really taken that into consideration. Yeah. The the Um, only thing, but we do, we read reviews like on all trails. mm -mm. The closest thing I can think of is like 
in the moment in Allegheny, we were going off trail and we got some weird vibes and turned around. Meh. I, I don't think that was real. That really counts though. Cause that was just yeah. more in our heads, I would say. And the time of day, cause it was night nighttime. I would say like maybe cl- the closest we've come, I would, would have been like wildcat hollow. Uh, just cause, um, there's a lot of encroaching civilization and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's possible you could maybe run you into know, some sketchy folks out I, there. I um, got some, I got something to say on that actually. Um, <laughs> for what, the audio list, for the audio listeners, Andrew pulled out his kukri as self-defense. <laughs> Menacingly <laughs> waved it out there. Uh, anyway, I was saying, uh, you know, there's not so much, hiking spots where i've turned around but certainly there's been towns where i've like oh i need to fill up on gas mm. and i'll drive through that town i'll be like nope i'm not filling up on gas. <laughs> <laughs> well actually there was this time in west virginia we stopped in a town this was when we were doing the fire watch thing oh right and yeah, so we were looking so for weird. wi-fi to like try and we we're trying to figure out where to go and where we could camp and so we're like Kind of going down the street, there's like these small businesses, but they're all kind of closed down. This was late at night. Everything was closed. It was dark. Yeah. And we wanted to see if one of them had a Wi-Fi thing we could use. And so we, we just park and try to like, I think we got a signal or something, but yeah, we're parked there trying to figure things out. And then suddenly we just see this truck pull up and like on the wrong side of the road, he's facing the wrong side. So he's on the left side facing us. Yeah. And then I think it just like turned its lights on and like, yeah, it just sat there the entire time we were there. Yeah. It was really bizarre. Nobody ever got out of their car or anything. They just sat there. But eventually we just got a weird feeling and like got out of there. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, that that's, I don't know. I mean, like lots of times that stuff's just in your head, but um, actually checking the trip ahead of time, we barely even do enough planning to actually know where we're going, <laughs> let yeah. alone to know what it's going to be like when we get there. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, so the, I guess the long short answer is not really. okay so one more question oh no no i mean there might be more questions but next question what did you do for overnight food storage in dolly sods because it's an open field you can't hang anything Mm. and i believe you don't need to worry about it although i did read somewhere right as we were going on the trip that there have been some bears recently and maybe that's just the amount of people that are going out i think the best case for something like dollar sods is if you can bring a bear canister that's probably like the yeah. best thing you can do because um, then you can like cram it into some rocks and if you're in a camping uh campsite without trees you don't have to worry about hanging it up um sanwar wants to know what's the status on the digital postcards oh yeah i will get to those at some point <laughs> <laughs> so they're still being made though you're still yeah doing- yeah those will still be sent out i just need to play catch up it's funny because it's like um it's a lot of effort to do those, but also once I get into a flow, I can knock a bunch out. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so th- there's a couple of questions regarding like, will we ever go to X or to Y? The answer is always, yeah, but the nothing, nothing is currently in the works and it's always up in the air until we actually do it. Yeah. But, but actually doing like a big international trip is going to be a while now, obviously. Mm-hmm. A big national trip, that's something we can start thinking about, though, mm. especially if we can find some time to carve out, like, a, a like driving drive trip. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's and, true. Well, I do want to say, you you all need to start planning a trip down to Texas so uh, 
we can we can do some West Texas hiking. Yes. Actually, you know, that might be the next big national trip is Texas because it just makes so much sense. Yeah. Because yeah. Thomas is already there. Especially yeah. in the winter time. And just come, come out after, uh, after the new year. Yeah. Stay a couple weeks or so and then uh, get on your way. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Okay. And then I thought there was one more. One more. Oh, did Thomas move? The question was, <laughs> I have been out of the AA loop. Did Thomas oh, move? Yeah. He sure did. Well, it, yes, <laughs> I am uh, currently a resident of San Antonio, Texas. And uh, aside from the heat and the cockroaches, I love it here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, right. oh, actually, no, on that note, there, so Thomas moved there, and within a week of being there, he like saw a snake, and oh. he took a picture of it and posted it online because he wasn't sure what kind it was. And literally, the local news station made an article out of that. <laughs> it was like local man in texas finds snake it's like <laughs> it's just so funny to me because aren't there just a ton of snakes in texas like that's uh-huh. my impression of it and it's like i don't know no, and the, the the great iron is it's it's not it wasn't a rare snake or anything it's a pretty <laughs> common snake and i've seen it a ton of times since then but it's just funny it must have been a super slow news day did, did you post it to reddit or instagram or what no, I posted on the San Antonio subreddit just so they could identify it. Oh, like someone could identify. It. Then someone was looking for a uh, a news article and messaged me. He's like, "Hey, would you be available for an interview?" I said, uh, "Sure." You wow. know that that makes me think though. Like That's we could the end of that chapter. Like we could probably have even more press about us if we wanted. <laughs> probably, yeah. If you just put a, if we we did what Thomas did to get us that newspaper interview that one time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you want? I can do more. I mean, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like it's time we do. It's, I feel like it's time we start to toot our own horn again. Once we start, once we have like a catalog of uh, material to push out, because you know it doesn't make sense for us to say, "Oh, look at this YouTube channel," and then we don't put anything out for another six months. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before we wrap up this podcast, I do want to put out a, just a general message to um, all of our viewers and everyone, um, because you know we we hit one hundred thousand subscribers this year, and we're almost like we're already at like 140,000 some already. So the growth has been absurd. And I think it, it would you know be right to just thank everyone who has like helped us and supported us, you know, through this like amazing, like growth in our channel yeah, over yeah. the years. So again, like a thanks to everyone who has been longtime supporters and anybody who's new to the channel. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the people who are watching live right now, you guys know who you are. Yeah. I'm looking at the chat right now. I see all the names. <laughs> okay, cool. Any final thoughts, updates on life? Anything? Mm-hmm. No. I'm just excited for the world to meet Sierra. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The episode will be public. Everybody will be able to see it by the time this yep. is out. When will the episode be available? It'll, it'll be out by the time this is up. That's true. Yeah. So. <laughs> you, you can watch it. It's on the channel. Dolly Sods Part Three. It'll probably say like hiking Dolly Sods with a dog. Well, it's funny because we can hiking doggy Sods. We can confidently say anyone listening to this right now can watch it on the channel because the people who are actually listening to it can watch it now. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think the the last thing I want to say is that this is kind of funny. Greek food has become the official food of Adventure Rockets. I mean, it, it has been for a while, but I'm. I want to declare it on the record right now. <laughs> Why is that? Because every time we're editing an episode, I always get the Greek food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's such a good place because it's like fast food, but good. Yeah. Not fast food. Good dude. Good food. <laughs> good food fast. Yeah. <laughs>
Okay, I, I, right. I'm good. I, yeah. I have said my piece. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I'm very much looking forward to when things return a bit more to yeah. normal and we can go travel and go to Iceland and eat whale or whatever. No, I'm not. <laughs> eat some no fermented eating fish. No eating whale. No, I know, I know. I'm just kidding. But, uh, uh, yeah, until then, we will see you on our next adventure. All righty. Okay. Come down to Texas, y'all. We will He's, do that. They all yeah. come down here. <laughs> we, can, we can go down and, like, have a little barbecue road trip. <laughs> I, okay. I think well, I'm hungry. I'm cutting it off here. Signing right. off. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, right, for listening. Thank you. Okay. Uh, yeah, have a good one. Okay, Thomas, thank you for joining in. I haven't Sorry. ended the stream yet. I didn't realize that. Uh, was that the podcast? That was the podcast. I haven't ended the stream yet, so if you want to say anything to the stream chat, you can still. Uh, hi, stream chat. I can't see any of the comments, so I apologize. <laughs> I, uh, I, and I apologize for coming in late. I, I wasn't watching my, my messenger. No, no, no. We, we, put, we put you in late. That wasn't your oh. fault. You, you put me in late on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, well, we've run out of things to talk, so let's call Tom. <laughs> no, you are a ringer. It was like, we don't know if we're going to have anything interesting to say, so as soon as we run out of stuff, we'll just Yeah, well, whatever, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'm, right. I'm going to hang up here, and then I'm going to end the stream, and then we're going to get to work on that intro. Did you upload that yet, by the way? Yeah, yeah, it's been uploaded for about an hour or so. Oh, crap, okay. Okay, yeah, so <laughs> I'll let you go, and then I'll let the stream go. Okay, cool. cool. Bye. All right, see you, man. <clears throat> okay, uh, stream chat. Let's, let's orient this <laughs> <one somewhere. laughs> Stream chat, have a good day. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Yep. Yep. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say. Okay, Join um, the Discord if you don't. Bruce Phillips here. He's a Discord guy, well, right? One thing I'll say, sorry there haven't been super regular weekly updates, but we've been working on stuff, and soon... We will have one with the new intro and stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be good. And then the blooper intro too, probably. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Mm. Oh, also, who's streaming next week? Is that me? I feel like I'm. I don't know. I don't think the schedule's out it's that you. far. I yet. think it's me. It's yeah. probably you. I'll yeah. stream next week. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. Thank you guys. Bye, everybody. Right. Have See a good guys. one.